Welcome to session number one of Bootcamp Your Life. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Bootcamp Your Life, with Sean Barker and... And me, Robin Bates. And this is our first podcast, so uh, we want to share with you who we are and how we can help you. Uh, We're going to share coaching advice, talk about self-improvement. We're going to give you strategies, tips and tools you can use right away so that you can live the life that you want to. And if we're going to do that, then we should probably share our own stories, our viewpoints and where we're coming from. And we might not always agree. So two coaches, two points of view, two ways to tackle any situation, maybe more. So, uh, Sean, let's do this. Okay. So the first question, nice easy one, just to ease its way into your mind buttocks. I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, let's go with it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so what does coaching mean to you? Oh, it means so much to me and I'm probably going to talk for quite a while um, now uh, because coaching changed my life. I'm going to tell you my story because I was a, a shy gay nerd in the 90s in the Midlands. What a great combination. Uh, I didn't have, didn't have an outlet for many of those things. And so instead of finding a sensible way through. I spent my 20s in a haze of drink and drugs. I spent my student loan on a bag of Coke and a Sega Dreamcast. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, that's not the way to get ahead in life. Um, so, yeah, that, I've spent my 20s in a haze of drink and drugs, trying to find a place, trying to find a place to fit in. Uh, never really feeling a part of things. I cleaned myself up, read a few Paul McKenna books. (laughs) (laughs) The Messiah, Paul McKenna. uh, Started sorting my life out, building up my confidence, self-belief. Got on the corporate track, moved to London, climbed to the top of the corporate ladder and hated it. I was miserable. Utterly, that was it. I was leaving London forever. Moving to Devon, get a dog. We're gonna go and brood on the moors in the drizzle and be very, <laughs> very miserable and stroke our beards. The dog would have a beard as well, obviously. Um, of course, we would stroke our beards and stare at the the crashing waves. And um, instead of doing that, I used all the coaching skills that I'd learned and that I've been using with my teams and with other people to get the best from them. I used them on myself, and for the very first time, probably in my life, I sat down and went, "What? What do I want? How am I going to get it? Who do I want to work with? What do I want to achieve? Who don't I want to work with?" Um, I kind of went, "Oh, I really get coaching. <laughs> I've been doing it for ages. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it now. It's it's really powerful." And, um, and so from there, I've set up my business and doing things that I love. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a means to get, unlock potential, to get the best from people, see new viewpoints, 
uh, it means everything to me because uh, I've seen how powerful it can be and I'm proof of that. So I just want to go back to your corporate career and what, why were you dissatisfied when you got to the top? I had been, right, I'm going to probably mix a bunch of metaphors here. I'd been a ship without, ship without <laughs> a captain and I just kind of drifted aimlessly wherever the wind took me and, you know, I'd got into the corporate world purely by accident. I'd got promoted purely by accident. I'd been on courses because they said I should go on the courses. I'd never had a plan. And so when I thought the logical next step was to take this role, um, and, and on paper it was, and, and then I got there, and I know I hate, hate the people I work for, I hate the people I'm serving, <laughs> uh, I hate the work that I'm doing, uh, I hate the commute, uh, I hate that I've got fat because I'm eating my feelings. <laughs> mm, yum, yum, yeah, yum. Greg, Greg's made a lot of money off me that year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think not having a plan, not knowing what my goal was, not knowing what I wanted to do, just drifting with it, I ended up... Um, Oh, I've got to get some kind of ship metaphor in now, haven't I? I ended up stranded on the sandbank of misery. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> I sound like a real happy bunny. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, it's a it's a fairly it's a fairly common story. You know, people think they want one thing and they strive to get there. And they get promoted or whatever and they just sort of, you know, they, they they drift along. Like you say, like a bit of sort of driftwood. They just kind of go with the flow. And then something happens and they suddenly take stock of who they are, what they're doing. Is this what they want to be doing? Have they ever asked themselves that question? Probably not. Um, and then with that realisation comes, I want to make a change. But the difference is you actually did make a change. You sort of you did this introspection, and you realised that you weren't happy, and it's not what you wanted to do, and so you did something. Yeah, about and it. I learned quite a lot about myself, what my values and beliefs are, what's important to me. Mm. Uh, and what is important to you? Oh, this is this is going to take the whole session. If I tell you what's important to me, <laughs> give it, give it, uh, just in uh, bullet points. I want to help through. people. Uh, I really want to help people. Yeah, um, I think that's why I'm here. Uh, it's probably specifically geeks. I want to stop people from having to go what I went through in my 20s, that complete lack of self-belief, uh, the lack of confidence, the not believing that anything you were doing was really worthwhile or valid. That whole, why do people like me? Um, that, and like really not getting who I was. Uh, if I can stop just one person from having to go that, through that in the same way that I did, then then I've done something good. Uh, we've briefly discussed this before, uh, but I really want to get some more information. I think it'd be useful uh, for people listening to know what the peacock exercise is and how does it help. Right, so we can all be... We're all the peacock. 
Um, sorry, pea hens. This isn't about you. It's just about the peacocks. Um, <laughs> it's not about it's you, pea hens. hens. Next time. Hey, gender fluidity. We can all be the peacock today. And the peacock sure. is uh, the exercise as well. We can all be the little peacock. The peacock with its head down, with its feathers tucked away. Not sure who it is, where it is, why it stood here on this gravel driveway that goes for about two miles. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty <Yeah>. specific. <laughs> Coaches, we love specificity. Uh, <laughs> we can also be, at the same time, the peacock with its feathers up. All like, hello, look at me, aren't I fucking gorgeous? And owning that gravel driveway. Um, we can be both of these peacocks. We can flip between the two. And this particular exercise came about uh, because I'm going to be at the Secret Garden Party. I'm going to be doing some coaching on uh, the 24th of July uh, in the sanctuary there. And we wanted an activity, a group activity that people could get involved in. And so I thought about peacocks naturally. That's where, that's where my mind drifted. And uh, and the science, the science behind it about making yourself big. Um, and anybody goes and watches Professor Amy Cuddy's TED talk. She talks about the science of body language, of posture, and how it has a direct influence on your life. Because making yourself big reduces cortisol, which is the stress hormone. It produces testosterone. You can get shit done if you make yourself big. And so we're inviting people to come and be the peacock. Uh, we'll be providing the feathers. We're doing a little, a little ten-minute lecture. We'll all be decorating ourselves in colourful feathers and peacock feathers, and making ourselves big and strutting around like we own the place, and then striding off into the garden full of confidence. Because there's so much to do there at Secret Garden Party. It's really about getting involved and participating and seeing opportunities and grabbing them and getting the most from it. And we see people on the sidelines every year just sort of watching on, a little bit unsure of themselves, like that peacock with its head tucked under its wing. And so this little 20-minute workshop, a bit of togetherness, a bit of unity, a bit of peacocking, gluing feathers to our foreheads <laughs> and sticking them in our belts and and looking ridiculous and having fun. Uh, that's, that's what the peacocking's all about. Um, I've written a blog post about it. Uh, coachingforgeeks.com if anybody wants to read more okay your your website you just mentioned is uh, coaching for geeks so i'd like to ask you a geeky question now all right i'd like to ask you who is your favorite video game character and also why and that question to number one <laughs> that's our robin <laughs> from london thanks ella well um <laughs> <laughs> Um, this changes so often. Probably depends on what I'm playing, but if I really think about it, it's going to be Nintendo. I'm a Nintendo boy through and through. Uh, and despite me not having Pokemon Go yet, I'm not going to choose a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably date this uh, this podcast if I'm waiting for Pokemon Go. But it's Mario. It's Luigi. It's Luigi. It's Luigi because he's painted. Well, he started out as a simple palette swap. He was just a different coloured 
Mario. Um, he didn't have an identity of his own, and it's grown over the years until uh, it was probably Luigi's Mansion, where he was first painted as a coward. He was like, he'd got a vacuum cleaner strapped to his back. He had to go and find his brother, and he was absolutely terrified because the house was full of ghosts, and he had to suck them. No, um, <laughs> suck the ghosts into his vacuum cleaner. The Poltergust Five Thousand, I think it was called. Uh, and he was terrified the whole time. He was shitting himself, um, but he did it anyway. And he's been painted as a coward ever, kind of ever since. And he's got this wicked death stare in Mario Kart Eight on the Wii U. He hits you with a shell, you know about it, and his eyes are following you like a mean motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> he has a ridiculous moveset in Smash Brothers. He's got this kind of planking move. I don't even know what that does. I think it's a taunt. But he gets the job done. He's just wants to be as, as good a plumber as his brother. He's the other guy. And despite being scared, despite not really wanting to be there, he gets on and he gets the job done because he said he would. And that's real courage right there. So you know what? He also turns up in Mario Galaxy just kind of going, Hi, I'm here too if you want to, if you want me to do the level. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> I'll do that. And he has to suffer the indignity of having his brother's name as his surname. So he's Luigi Mario. And Mario is Mario Mario. Thanks, parents. Is that... <laughs> is, is that true? That's true. That's true. I'm finding that really difficult to believe, but it's true. Look it up afterwards. Mario, 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 Mario and parents Mario. with a sense of humour. Yeah, thanks. I'm sure. <laughs> so good they named him twice. <laughs> and they have this whole. I'm not going to get into the Mario backstory of Mushroom Kingdom and who they're dating, and and despite you know fighting ghosts and Bowser. He'll still go kart racing with them of the weekends and have a nice time. I'll play tennis or golf. <laughs> he doesn't hold a grudge, Luigi. We could learn a thing or two from the Mario universe yeah. and just get along. <laughs> yeah, have a have a fight, throw shells at each other, but then at the end of the day, just just get along. <laughs> just go karting together. I think everyone should just go karting together. <laughs> Everybody should just go cutting together. So, uh, okay, thanks very much for that. What's what's been your greatest success so far? Well, just being here, really. Uh, you know, I've been. This is <laughs> survival is a success. Yeah, you're you absolutely know, right. Boasting because you've been in probably far more dangerous <laughs> situations than I have, having been, uh, you know, in theatre in the army. Uh, in really dangerous places <laughs> in the world. Uh, you know, I've been airlifted. It's all relative. I've been it's all relative. Airlifted out of Glastonbury uh, in an absolute state on the brink of renal failure, and I've had viral <laughs> meningitis, and I'm diabetic, and you know, I, by all rights, I probably shouldn't still be here, but I am. So that's quite a big success. Oh, professionally, uh, it's probably not my biggest success, but it's. The one that I'm, I find the most favourite that I think about probably more often is the first uh -huh. time I ever used the NLP fast phobia cure. And I was really sceptical 
of neurolinguistic programming NLP. I thought it was a bit of a advertiser's, salesman's, shyster's tool rather than the healing change tool that it really is. But I was like, oh, I'll look into it. So I did my research and like, this looks like a technique I can use, I can try, I can get tangible results from, see if it works. So I watched videos and I read up and I put on Facebook, and like, I've learned how to cure phobias. I am 100% confident that I can cure your phobia today. See, I sound like a salesman now. Uh, who, who wants to come <laughs> over? We'll, you know, we'll catch up, we'll have a beer and I'll fix your phobia. And uh, someone came forwards and they had terrible fear of heights. They couldn't uh, go to Westfield Stratford Shopping Centre because of the high edges. They couldn't sit on one side of the Docklands Light Railway, the DLR, because there's a really sheer drop. And when they came over, they wouldn't come out on my balcony. So it's like, right, we've got the benchmark. We understand where you're at. And we went through this process. It's a process of visualisation. You create this image of going to a movie theatre, a cinema, and you play this movie, and after half an hour, you sort of play it backwards a number of times, uh, and then half an hour later, like, how do you feel? It's like, oh yeah, no, that, that went by really quickly. Do you want to come out on the balcony then? Like, yeah, yeah, I will actually. Do you want to lean over the edge into the dark abyss below? <laughs> yeah, I will, actually. And then he said that he'd never... He couldn't look up at the sky because it spun him out. Like, well, weirdly, for East London, you can see the stars tonight. So have a look. And he was like, wow, my God, I've never been able to do this. And he sent me pictures on the DLR and at Stratford. And I was like, wow, that's that was almost the... Uh, the the convincer strategy that I needed to know that NLP was a valid and powerful technique, and so I took it further and learnt more about it. Um, but otherwise, there's been a guy that I've been working with um, currently. Actually, uh, he'd been in the same job for seven years. He's a teacher. Hi, if you're listening, yes, I'm talking about you. But um, tough, <laughs> you're awesome, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, and he didn't have the confidence or sort of self-belief to make the changes, to, to move on. He had, felt like he had this debt to the school he was working with. And so he worked on his confidence and his belief system and what was important to him. And it started out, it's like, I need to I need to keep my, my house tidy. I'm, I'm really messy. And 20 minutes later, we're talking about how to get a new job. And now he's, he's taken this massive leap forward. He's working in um, science and technology in Tallahassee. He's going to be amazing. He's uh, he's come such a long way. Uh, that's probably my proudest. So you just mentioned NLP. There, what what's your learning journey been for coaching? What have you? What expertise do you have? Oh, what, what do I have? Well, I am a practitioner of NLP uh, last year I became a practitioner I aim to do my master prac master practitioner course next year I here's the thing I haven't actually done a formal coaching course I did a certificate in learning and development practice with the CIPD which had a coaching module ahead top of the class 
<laughs> loved it. That was my first, my first taste of coaching, really. But since then, oh, I'm constantly going on short courses and CPD events. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm doing my IEMT practitioner course, uh, which is integral eye movement therapy, which is a a technique that they often use for post-traumatic stress disorder but you can use it on difficult memories if you're sort of clinging on to unpleasant or difficult memories you can uh, let them go really easily and it was used on me actually and that job that I was talking about that I hated the one that caused these big changes I was still really angry about it it turned out this real sense of injustice about it and uh and that's gone I'm like, oh, whatever she's a knob but whatever <laughs> <laughs> let it go so how would you like to be remembered what do you want on your in your obituary or on your gravestone uh, well, hopefully by the time I die, graves will uh, be recognised as being kind of ridiculous and wasteful. Uh, I'll be stuffed with fireworks and twung in a big, big catapult into the sky and exploded, and there'll be seeds and it'll make flowers grow. I don't know. It's not something I've really considered. Um, but, you know, there's those pods where you can make a tree grow out of you. Something nice like that. I don't want a park bench or a... Let me, let me rephrase the question. What do you want your legacy to be? I want people to be able to recognise that you may not be born with confidence, but you can have it. No matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what your background is, you can start to make incremental changes on a daily basis that will give you confidence and self-belief. And I'm going to use games to help embed this because, you know, I'm coaching for geeks, so I want to do some geeky stuff. And I've got this idea, currently working on a live-action role-playing confidence game there will be hats and foam swords and actors and we will lead you through a series of quests uh, to level up your confidence and your self-belief and so we will use tools from nlp uh, we'll do some pattern interrupts for the sword fighting uh, and then you'll go into the dungeon and face your fears as the it's probably going to be my friend Liz as the Cersei Lannister type character will use your <laughs> your fears against you, but you'll have the skills and the tools to fight back against her. And I want to develop this so that it's there are multimedia smoke and lasers and 3D printed artifacts with RFID tags in them that you have to collect to get into the next room. Uh, it's going to start off being piloted in my kitchen with a cardboard castle made out of Amazon boxes. Make a fort, man. If you yeah, die, just we'll... make a fort. Everyone has fun. <laughs> we will. We'll, we'll make a fort and I'll, uh, I'll send you some pics. So you, you briefly you briefly described uh, one project you've got on. What 
what are you going to achieve in the next five years? That in two minutes, go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to happen. We're going to develop that as a brilliant and useful and interesting and fun activity. I really want it to be fun because if you haven't got confidence, yeah. you're probably not going to want to go to a confidence event because you like the confidence to do so. But if we dress it up as a game and it's recognised, because gamers know what to do. Hey, here's the situation. I've told you what to do. You know what to do. You've got the tools. You've got the rules. Off you go and do it. Also, there'll be hats, which I think is really important in any learning activity. Uh, we've got coming up on the 13th of August in Stratford in East London. We've got uh, an event called uh, Stop Being Lost, Rediscover Your Path. Myself and a coach called Rita. She's brilliant. She's an author, beauty story. Look it up. Uh, we're doing this event to help people who are maybe feeling lost, who not sure where they're going, not sure what they want. Kind of where I was once upon a time. We're going to take them through a series of exercises to figure out what's working in their lives, what's, what they're least satisfied with. Uh, get them to set a goal and identifying all the tools and resources and skills and experiences that and people and places and things that they've got that can help them to get there and then we're going to help them to create an action plan to get there before setting up an accountability group so they'll they'll buddy up and hold each other accountable for I was going to say so it's not it's not a, not a presentation it's there's interactive elements and you go away with something at the end yeah absolutely it's a, it's it's a big old workshop for uh, for 40 people uh, you can find the tickets on Eventbrite if you'd like to come along and this is something that we expect to run uh, around the country um, so uh, hopefully we'll put a link in the show notes put a link in the yeah, show notes to it cool uh, well that's uh, that's all the questions our, our time's up uh, is there anything else you want to discuss briefly? Yes, Sean. Every week we want to leave you, not you, our listeners, uh, with a with a thought <laughs> for the week or a little mind riddle for you to ponder over. As you, I love that you wrote this. Sean wrote this. Mind riddle for you to ponder over <laughs> as you drift into the dark lover's embrace of sleep. You also wrote, I have had a few beers. Um, but the reason that we do this <laughs> as, a, as a question is to get you thinking about yourself the way you work your personal information uh so my question is what would happen if you made yourself the person that you would do anything for ah, good question i'll have a think about that well there you go that's the first episode if you like what you heard and you want to hear more from us subscribe uh, and leave us a five-star rating and review on uh Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever it is you pick this up from, basically go back and leave us a, a five star rating review and please share it with anyone, uh, anyone you know who would find it interesting. Uh, and write in with questions or observations or things you'd like us to discuss. Just, just drop us a line. Um, and you can get us yeah, at, and, uh, on Gmail, bootcampyl at gmail.com or on Twitter, bootcampyl. Uh, you can get in touch with me at sean at newleaftherapy.co.uk and that's all one word or just type in newleaftherapy.co.uk and go to my website uh, there's some free downloads and stuff on there and there's some blog articles etc so yeah get in touch uh, for me uh, it's uh, coachingforgeeks.com 
or you can email me robin at coachingforgeeks.com or you can get me on twitter lifecoachlond or oh hey i'm on instagram and pinterest too but i can't remember the usernames just search coaching for geeks i'll turn up <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes we won't bother i don't really do anything with pinterest <laughs> Um, so that's it. Episode one done. Okay. Yeah, so, great. Thanks very much. Bye bye. Time where I'll be asking Sean some questions, and then following that, we'll actually give you some useful stuff. <laughs> Cheers and bye. Bye bye.